with Josh on plank. Oh, let's see here. Michael Alford, <laughs> Florida State Athletic Director, has tweeted a emoji of the, the spear, a handshake, and has tagged FSU President Richard McCullough and head coach Mike Norvell with the hashtag one tribe. And then there is the uh, smoke pilfering from out of a, that's not a chimney in my world, but I guess it's considered a chimney. How's that for trying to describe a tweet, Josh? Not too bad, huh? That's, yeah, that's, that's pretty nice. So that would lead me to believe that Mike Norvell is about to get a new contract with Florida State. If yeah. we're reading between the lines there? Yeah. yeah, I think so. I liked what Red Dirt Sport just tweeted. You ready? If Kalen DeBoer, I'm going to clean this up a little bit too because I really like my job and I don't want to get fired. <laughs> if Kalen DeBoer says no, stuff's about to get really, really weird at, at Alabama. Don't you think? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you suddenly strike out at Red Dirt Sport. DeBoer either takes the Bama gig or S is about to get real weird for the Tide. I agree. (laughs) I agree. Because then that would be, Josh, back to Travis's point. I'm tying all of your tweets together during this program. I don't know how I have such a good memory today. It goes back to Travis's tweet, Right. Where he said it's going to be like $200 million opening because of what Alabama's going to have to pay their coach and then all of the raises that everyone else is getting from it. How could you stay at Washington and not want to go to Alabama, though, Josh? That's, uh, what, that's what's blowing my mind right now. Not wanting to follow Saban, right, and feeling like you have good continuity with your administration and the coaches around you at Washington. And, you know, you like what you've built. You're headed to the Big Ten, so there's a Big Ten paycheck around the corner. There's uh, there's reasons to talk yourself into wanting to stay. But I agree. I think if it was me, I'm probably going to Alabama. <laughs> I do, too. I think I would be, too. All right, well, let's get after it. Obviously, that's in our top five stories of the day, the interview with Nick Saban yesterday and what's next for Alabama. And, as always, it's brought to you by our friends at Newcastle Casino. It's time for the top five stories of the day. Brought to you by Newcastle Casino. Newcastle Casino, where real gamers play. Let's go, man. I-44, exit 107. Fist bump buddies with Riverwind Casino. That's Newcastle Casino. Online at newcastlecasino.com. Well, let's carry it. Let's, since we've been talking about a big story number five. Number five. Now i got to reorder all my numbers here so I don't screw them up. Since we're on this, Josh, let's just go ahead with it. Um, no news this morning on the replacement of Nick Saban outside of Greg Burns' announcement that this would be done in, what do you say, 72 hours? Here's what Nick Saban said to Reese Davis yesterday on why he chose to retire. No, I don't think there's any good time, especially when you're a coach. Because once you're a coach, you think you're going to be a coach forever. But I actually thought that uh, in hiring coaches, uh, recruiting players, uh, that my age started to become a little bit of an issue. People wanted 
assurances that I would be here for three years, five years, whatever, and that got harder and harder for me to be honest about. And to be honest, this last season uh, was grueling. Uh, it was a real grind uh, for us to come from where we started to where we got to. Took a little little more out of me than usual and you know when people mentioned the health issue it was really just the grind of can you do this the way you want to do it can you do it the way you've always done it and be able to sustain it and do it for the entire season and if I couldn't make a commitment to do that in the future uh, the way I, I think I have to do it I thought maybe this was the right time based on those two sets of circumstances uh, that like I said there's never a good time uh, but I thought maybe this was the right time. He, he didn't really elaborate too terribly much. I thought Reese asked great questions. I've watched it a couple of times. Uh, asked him if he was sick. There's no illness, Miss Terry's fine, I'm fine. But it was the, can you sustain the season? You know, from just a, a mental grind standpoint. You know, when I was young, you know, I could work till 2 in the morning, get up at 6 and be there the next day and be full of energy and go for it. But when you get a little older, that gets a little tougher, and I'm sure a lot of people can relate to that. Yeah, I I, uh, I agree. (laughs) I'm not trying to stay up until 2 and wake up at 6. Dude, I've I've fallen into this this trap where I'm staying up a little bit too late, and I I guess last night was kind of the night where I didn't. But, boy, when I do – I feel it. I feel it the whole day. There's no amount of coffee or anything. And I definitely wasn't working as hard as I bet Nick Saban would have been until 2 in the morning. <laughs> I was. I might have been working hard on a video game or I might be working hard on writing something. I, didn't, I get it. I get it. So I, I, just a couple texts on this because I think it's it's a couple of uh, decent points off the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. Camo Sooner said, I get the feeling – that Bama's top five candidates have all said no things. Do you think coaches are that intimidated by the job? Uh, and then there's this from the 918. Why would anyone want to be the guy after Saban? Mm-hmm. It's a no-brainer. Career ending or at the least very damaging to your name when and if it doesn't work out. Everyone wants to be the guy after the guy. Plus, after the first coach fails at Alabama – it's going to write a big check to someone, and that's what I would hold out for. Meanwhile, because you've been tied to this gig as legitimate mm-hmm. candidate, you're getting a big-time pay raise anyways to right. stay where you're at with maybe what is not as much pressure in some instances. Yeah, and then I think this is another really good point from the 405 on this. I, I mean, literally, we, we could sit here if we wanted to when this show started, just read your text all day. It's been a really, really good day on the text line. Uh, I think there's something to be said, right, to the 405 with these coaches regarding legacy. There's something about being the man that restores it versus being handed something that someone, another coach even, had already restored. Example, Stoops versus Riley. Well, I, I mean, listen, I also think that checkbook talks a lot, too. And sure, you like that for your legacy, but you're going to pay me, you know, 9 to $10 million more to go ahead and stay where I am, and I don't have to worry about going there, even though they have everything in place where you can win. All right, I'm good with that. I'm fine with that. That's, I don't know, 
I don't know. Sorry, I, I know Chapstick gets mad at me whenever I make things political. I know with Biden, that might not be generational money. It's a joke. But for someone like me, if you're like, yeah, $10 million more, that sounds like generational money. That sounds like something that can set up your family for a while. So it is what it is. But I, you expect us to get someone today? No. And me neither. I mean, the way this is going, no. I think everybody, I think they're right. I think the top five candidates have all said no. Now, have they seriously entertained Lane Kiffin yet? And is that where this thing's going to wind up? Or are they going to go another total different direction than than that? Yep, and now Mike Norvell has tweeted, um, great day to be a Florida State Seminole. The hashtag climb continues. Grateful Grateful for to lead. Oh, gosh. Uh, grateful to lead the Knoll family with our incredible staff. Appreciate President McCullough, Seminole Alford. That's Michael Alford. And all the Seminoles for their continued commitment on our journey back to the top. The future is Brian Tallahassee. All eyes on Kalen DeBoer now. Boy, if DeBoer says no, then you got to turn to Lane, right? You well, got to turn to Lane. And, and let's say let's say that uh, they do, then uh, would he say yes? I think he would. Okay, but let's say that they're totally against that. They won't do it for whatever reason. Who who are the next names on the list? I mean, are we talking about the Climans and Leipolds of the world? Are we talking about a couple of those NFL names that we said, okay, Tomlin yeah. and D'Amico Ryans could maybe be wild cards? What, who, who would be next if it's not right. those perceived five or six big names that kind of everybody had on their lists? Yeah, that's – and how deep do you – you said five or six. I wonder how deep whenever you say this is going to be done in 72 hours, I wonder how deep your list actually was. Hey, remember, Nick Saban famously said he was not going to be the head coach at Alabama, right? He famously said that. And then he ended up being the head coach at Alabama. So who knows? Tweets can be deleted. All right, let's move on. Big story number four. Number four. All right, big story number four. Josh, uh, portal edition for the Sooners, Casey Thompson, uh, a guy that his dad played at OU, his brother played at OU. Um, A great fit as far as a veteran in that quarterback room to help Oklahoma out in the transition of a young quarterback. Dylan Gabriel, breaking news. Uh, is not here anymore. So you bring in another veteran to help him understand. You know, it, I think I Tanner Schaefer was a guy that was down in the field with the quarterbacks that would communicate with the booth. I think I misidentified it a couple weeks ago, and it's bothered me that I haven't fixed it or, cl- or clarified it. I'm sure many of you are holding on to that in your anger and rage with me. But Tanner Schaefer, Tanner's gone, so – you know, that's another guy that wasn't there last year. And even though it's going to be a new offense, you want to have you want to have somebody that has a little bit of experience beyond just starting a bowl game. And so I think I think Josh, I like this move of adding Casey Thompson out of the portal just for a little bit of depth. Yeah, I think it's a big time get from a backup quarterback standpoint. Somebody that has played a. a, a you know, played and started a bunch of Power 5 football. I I kind of thought that maybe the appeal of one final legitimate starting gig somewhere smaller right. might have been appealing, but uh, 
Oklahoma won this uh, recruiting battle here, and who knows uh, how next season's going to play out. There might come a time where he's going to go win or, as Chapstick said, not lose a football not game lose. for Oklahoma. All right, uh, big story number three. Number three. Of course, our eyes continue to wait on Zalance Hurd out of the portal. Terrence Ferguson committed to Florida State. And uh, somebody jumped me and said, why Why did you say there's 10 additions when there's been 12? Sorry, I didn't include the walk-ons. Jocelyn Malaska, a kid out of Utah, and the kicker, Tyler Keltner. So I, those are a total of 12 if you will, portal additions for the Sooners. All right, big story number three. That was uh, that was not a pretty one last night in OKC. Low left shade, backing down Simons, draws a triple team, shovels out of it to Dort, open, right side angle three by Lou is in and out, no good. Dub's got the miss, circles and feeds, right wing to Shea. He wants three, give it to him. to Jing of Thunder Moneywell off the right wing. It was pure and utter domination. The Blazers will dribble it out, and we have history tonight at Paycom Center in downtown Oklahoma City. The Thunder's most lopsided win in franchise history, 139-77 over the Portland Trail Blazers. That was so embarrassing. I, that was bad. That was bad. Portland didn't even we- try to play defense early in that game. I mean, it was just straight line drive to the cup, straight line drive to the cup. Uh, and OKC shot it well and defended well and rebounded well, and Portland did none of those things well, right? Yeah. It was yeah. just like the perfect storm. But, like, Chauncey Billups, the I don't know. His group looks totally disinterested. I'm surprised he wasn't fired last night. It was that bad. Bad. They're bad. Um, oh, and there you go. It officially announced Mike Norvell has a contract extension. Boy, that didn't take long. Um, I mean, just first of all, I, I do want to get away from tonight's going to be a good night as the song they play after a win. Okay, we we've got some more modern things we can look at. I mean, that's. I think you go further back in time. I think it's. I think it's too new. You think, you think we should have celebration from Cool and the Gang? <laughs> Absolutely. Do 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 do. do, do. Thunder, <laughs> thunder win. Uh. <laughs> That tonight's going to be a good night. It's like, what is this, like 1999? The funniest thing is that was played at my brother's wedding. It's like one uh-huh. of the first reception songs. So anytime I hear that, it uh, it takes me back. <laughs> <laughs> and, and that was a wild night, let me just say. So it's just funny. Oh, OKC in the overall standings right now. Sid is the two seed. Actually, they're tied for the top seed because the T-Wolves lost. So... 26 and 11. They've got Orlando coming up this Saturday at seven o'clock. They're legit, That's- really good, man. You they know, are. I, you they know, are. as much as that was embarrassing for Portland, you don't do that to another team in the NBA without being pretty good. And yeah, no, they're it's good. They're really good. It's tip fun. of the cap. Uh, I was uh, one of the bigger critics of Presti out there, but he has retooled this thing in a pretty impressive manner. And now the the final question will be: Okay, what? F- you know, last couple of strings this year, next year, and beyond, does he need to pull to, to do what he couldn't do earlier, which is win the whole dang thing? Yeah, yeah. What's the uh, what's the move that can put him over the top if there even needs to be one, right? You feel like there is, and there does, but they look pretty solid. All right, big story number two. Number two. Well, uh, we, we got NFL news beyond the playoffs. Bill Belichick yesterday 
uh, did officially, I guess you could say, resign, get fired, mutual parting of ways. But regardless of what happens, Josh, he'll always be a Patriot. It's with um, so many fond memories and, and uh, thoughts that I you know, think about the Patriots and, and uh, always be a Patriot. I look forward to coming back here. Uh, but at this time, we're going to move on. And um, I look forward and excited for the future. Um, but always very, very appreciative of the opportunity here, the support here, uh, and what, Robert, what you've done for me. With that being said, uh, let's go Raiders. I wonder. I wonder what that's going to look like. <laughs> I, I still I still really want to see Antonio Pierce get the job. But I, you got Harbaugh, you got Belichick, you got Vrabel that are out there. I mean, some pretty big names. With that being said, let's go Commanders. Commanders hired the San Francisco 49ers assistant general manager today, uh, which means some feel like while everyone had Ben Johnson on his way to Carolina, 49ers assistant general manager Adam Peters, who is now the commander's GM, apparently has close ties with Johnson, and they think he might be the guy. Interesting. Interesting. Uh, playoffs, quickly, the schedule, it looks like this for this weekend. Uh, wild card weekend starts at 3 o'clock tomorrow. 3 o'clock tomorrow. 3.30 to be exact on NBC. Browns at Texans. You've got to have Peacock to freeze in negative two-degree weather. Actually, it's going to be colder than that. For the Dolphins at the Chiefs, Triple Header Sunday starts on CBS at noon. Steelers at the Bills. Packers at Cowboys on Fox at 3.30. And then in primetime on NBC, the Rams at the Lions. Monday Night Football, Eagles and the Buccaneers as the playoffs are here. And that gets us to big story number one. Number one. Number one. Number one. Oh, and I'm a moron. I forgot to mention in the Bill Belichick exit presser and in, you know, all the, hey, love you, thanks for everything, uh, Jared Mayo was introduced today as the new New England head football coach. So, longtime assistant, viewed as the next guy. Uh, I'm sorry, Gerard Mayo will be the next head coach of the New England Patriots. Uh, big story number one, Oklahoma is at Kansas uh, tomorrow. Before we grab a break, let's get an update on Hunter Dickinson. This morning on the T-Row in the Morning Show, perhaps you've heard of it, uh, play-by-play voice Brian Haney talked about the availability of and the injury around one Hunter Dickinson. Yeah, I think that's a fair characterization, and we'll find out more today when Self meets with the media, but certainly wouldn't miss the game. But is he 100%? That remains to be seen. But uh, he's, he's been a great addition. You know, they've talked about you know, best duos at Kansas of all time. Where does McCuller and Dickinson rank? They're not the Paul Pierce, Ray Friends category. They're not yet in the Kirk Heinrich, Nick Collison category. But to have two guys that are both kind of in that top ten All-American consideration, uh, it's, it's a pretty good place to start. But this team is far from perfect outside of them, and yeah, that's something that you hope Bill and, and company can get them rounded into form, as he always seems to do this time of year. But right now, still very much a work in progress. Boy, I will uh, say <laughs> that uh, it might be the nostalgia talking, but and Dickinson's fabulous. But you better cool it with putting that duo up against those other duos that were just mentioned. I'm kind of thinking the same thing there, Josh. Thinking the same thing. It's like what? What? What did you? What did you just say? Uh, 
We'll have more from Brian Haney. Bill, Bill Self, I was watching his post to UCF Presser to prepare for the show today. Sometimes coaches come into those press conferences after a loss and they're mad and they're, you can see the anger, right? Bill Self walked in and immediately cracked a joke about how they didn't have a chair for him to sit on. And then he kind of had a smile on his face the whole time. So you get the sense that he's not too overly concerned about this. He feels like he's got a pretty good squad. And he's also really good after losses, like really good. We'll have more on OU Kansas coming up, plus the latest buzz out of Tuscaloosa with Josh Unplank. That's your top five stories of the day. This is the home of Sooner fans. Last night, um, who's our who's our guy? Fifth down college football, is that what it is? Yeah, Mark Shipper. Mark, yeah. He, uh, he had tweeted the story about Nick Saban and uh, Bob Stoops' uncle. And how Coach had told him the story about Saban and Coach Stoops' uncle being in a bar that was robbed. Kudos to Tyler McComas, who found the audio from Nick Saban telling the story. Looks like he's talking to Marty Smith from ESPN. But I can tell you a true story. You know, Bob Stoops has an Uncle Bob. And I was recruiting in Youngstown. This was years ago when I think I was a defensive coordinator at Michigan State. And we were in this place in Youngstown called the Talk of the Town. It was a bar. And we're sitting at the bar, and we're talking football. We're drawing plays. We're talking about football. We're arguing about stuff. And somebody came in with a shotgun and held the bartender up. What? And left. We didn't know what happened. The police came, and the bartender says, well, don't ask these two guys what happened because they didn't even see it. <laughs> they were so busy fighting over plays they had diagrammed or things they were talking about that they were unaware of the place getting robbed. At gunpoint. What? Meanwhile, I saw this, and I don't know. I haven't had a chance to talk uh, much with the powers that be. But Colton Soy, who is a sports editor for the OU Daily, tweeted that the Norman Planning Commission is currently voting to postpone discussions about the proposed 1 billion UNP Entertainment District, University North Park Entertainment District again. It was previously postponed from the December meeting. More waiting for info regarding the Sooners' new basketball and women's gymnastics arena. Uh, I'm a staunch supporter of this. I think it's going to be awesome. I just hope we can get some I's dotted and some T's crossed. But uh, hopefully the delay is to make sure that the plan going forward is one that's presented in a way that is easily digestible. Okay, And received well. And received well, right? I mean, listen, you had some pushback from the Oklahoma City Stadium uh, arena vote, but when you saw the actual balloting or the, the, the ballots, the percentage of the yeses versus the noes, you realized, all right, they did a really good job. I mean, they did a good job of presenting it. Now, you can't really push fear because I don't think the University of Oklahoma is going to leave Norman. <laughs> well, I hear oh, you might be leaving Norman if you guys don't vote for this University North Park deal. And uh, uh, those who were in support of the Thunder Arena Project did a good job on that. But I, I, I would see this as making sure you get everything right before deciding to push forward with it. I hope so. 
Hopefully this some... isn't uh, a drawn-out deal. Right. No, I agree. You got uh, you got some time for some texts here? or do you th- Oh, you know what? Let's break. It's 11.32. Before we go to break, then we'll spend a, an entire segment on your text today. Uh, what did go wrong for Kansas against UCF this weekend? As we get set for Oklahoma and Kansas tomorrow inside, uh, I would said McCaslin. That would be cool, wouldn't it? Inside the fog for the final time. What went wrong? Ryan Haney talked about it with T-Row. Well, I, I think there was uh, a myriad of things, honestly. We, we got up 16 with 345 to go, and Hunter Dickinson picked up a second foul. Hunter Dickinson, for folks that don't know, is our transfer portal addition from Michigan, who's been averaging about 20 and 12 over the course of the first half of the year. And he banged knees a couple of days earlier with a teammate and had kind of a uh, uh, a little bit, I don't want to say limp, but there was definitely some discomfort there. And so they saw that, that second foul at the time to, to sit him for the rest of the half and really ease up on his minutes, up 16, uh, you know, more so than, than they normally would. Well, Johnny Dawkins had other ideas and they immediately go on a 10-0 run. And our guys were a little bit shell-shocked after that. And then they start the second half, UCF does, in a zone that really flummoxed the Kansas offense tremendously. Dickinson was back in. They were trying to get him the ball in the middle of the zone, but really struggled to get it in there, and, and Hunter was not nearly the dominating force that he was the game prior when he went for 30 against TCU. And so, you know, you add to that the biggest of answers, which is back-to-back games of 18 turnovers, which is way, way, way too many. And you could see why Kansas wilted on the road and, uh, Disappointing for sure, but they're certainly way better than that. But at the same time, we're not the world beater that many thought this team would be when this roster was constructed back in the spring and summer of last year, and it's showing. Um, you know, you don't want to talk about guys that aren't here, but they, they had the five-star transfer, Ontario Moritz from Texas, with them throughout the summer and the preseason, and then uh, another off-the-field incident happened that led to his dismissal from the team, and to be honest, they've been struggling to find that, that continuity and, and consistency at the five-man. When I say five-man, I don't mean the center position, but the, the fifth member of the starting five uh, ever since. Five through nine in this rotation all has promise and talent, something to be excited about, but all have been very, very inconsistent. And ever since Morris left and they've been pushing buttons and pulling strings and trying anything to get consistency for that, fifth guy outside of their core four, here we are, you know, 14, 15 games in, and they're still searching for answers there. Uh, Marco Jackson is a starter. He's a McDonald's All-American, but uh, he's only been playing organized basketball for four and a half years, and, and the inconsistency of a inexperienced rookie shows at times, and that's a guy that on Wednesday night didn't even attempt a single shot as he really struggles with his confidence right now. So it's not like a year ago when you had a a true freshman, Grady Dick, is, is one of your top scoring threats. But right now, Kansas is doing it with veterans, and then they're begging for any kind of additional contribution they can get from all the newcomers they have in that 5-3-9 of their rotation. There you go. There you go. That's the snapshot of what OU is facing tomorrow in the fall. Quick break. Your texts are next right here on The Ref. <laughs> I'm laughing. We are laughing with Josh on plank, uh, the 918 off the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. 
That dude set the record for most excuses in a two-minute answer in the history of time. If the Sooners win only one game the remainder of the season, please let it be Kansas. I didn't realize. I, I kind of went back and I was like, yeah, yeah there's, there's a lot going on there. We have this guy that supposed to be good and never made it on, on campus, and some guy banged a knee, and a lot of excuses there. There is a, there's a strong hatred, is there not? Kansas doesn't lose very often, guys, in basketball. For the 918. We don't need an off-campus arena. It will end up being terrible for the students. The LNC was full last weekend. We just need a winning team and a big renovation of the LNC. Do you, do you want to tell them, or do you want me to be the guy that breaks the news? Go ahead. There were no students last week. They weren't back from break. So, kudos to Norman. But I, I the, the idea that students won't take 15 minutes of their time to go across town is like a novel concept, too. It's, it's basically, for a lot of students, it's a similar travel time probably to where they, they live off campus anyways right now. Y'all know there's not a lot of walking to the LNC, right? There's not a lot of people that walk over to the LNC. It's just not it's not convenient. And by the way, LNC, awesome parking. I mean, it's great parking. But I don't yeah, I I think the LNC is beyond the let's just renovate it phase. If it would something be, does it would be a complete gutting of the if, LNC to do what would be required it would you basically might as well just have a new arena i would bulldoze it and i'd start over did i, did I tell you whatever i was doing the classic games it's, it's not a knock i love the lnc i'm one of those people that likes being there but if you're like just renovate the lnc nope they <laughs> just, just they need something there. new state of the art it is what it is it's been 50 years i mean come on it's time K-Dub in the 918 writes, is it not comical that Alabama will take less time replacing a living living legend with his own statue out front than OU will to replace a defensive coordinator? Thanks, OU Compliance. You guys are seriously goat material in your own way. Is this a compliance issue? Is that what's holding it up? What do you know, K-Dub? Who have you talked to? You know what? Whenever whenever things aren't going promptly or according to plan – Compliance is a good fallback option for, for any blame. <laughs> um, I like K-Dub. But I will say, I, has Alabama hired anyone yet? I mean, at least we have the report of a guy that's been hired, right? When does the alarm sound If Alabama? Kalen DeBoer says no. If we see a tweet coming up here shortly that's Kalen DeBoer and Washington have agreed to a record-setting contract. If you see that, Josh Helmer, then I think we, uh, I think you find yourself with a little bit of concern. Don't you, under this scenario, if I'm Alabama, right, you're pulling the strings, calling the shots. The idea is, okay, we're going to get it done in 72 hours. Don't you now radically readjust that timetable? You have to then, you got to be patient. This yeah. next little bit, and I know there's the 30-day transfer portal window, and you're worried about the roster getting ravaged a little bit here, but 
you have to be patient and get this hire right. And, and I think that there's maybe some pressure to where they could easily hire the wrong guy here to get it done quick instead of really vetting their next next step down of options. Did you see the on three story that was speculated about yesterday on the text line? Every single time a coach leaves, that opens a 30-day transfer portal window, right? But since classes started in Tuscaloosa on Wednesday, it would be a hurdle to try to enroll at another school in time for spring ball. <laughs> That's crazy. And that almost makes me think that that almost makes me think, Josh, that there was some strategery sure. that went into it. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, the the timetable was not by accident. So the 30-day clock has now started. This comes just days after the window had actually closed, right, which had already been extended due to the tide making the college football playoffs. Grad transfers are allowed to enter the portal at any time. The SEC had clarity on uh, – you cannot transfer inside the conference during the 30-day window. Wait, hold on, hold on. The SEC provided clarity that athletes will be able to transfer inside the conference during the 30-day window. They had previously had its own transfer portal deadline of February 1st, but adopted adopted the NCAA policy. And again, the spring semester has started in Tuscaloosa, started on Thursday. Um Wait, hold on. The spring semester reading is a very big problem here for me. I'm trying to paraphrase it, and I'm not doing a good job. Spring semester officially started on Wednesday. A representative from the Alabama office of the registrar told On3 that the final day for a student to drop classes is January 17th. After that date, students' transcript will show a withdrawal if they leave the university. So athletes who want to transfer to a school in time to participate for spring practice We'll have to make a decision to ensure they're enrolled. You got five days, Josh, because if you don't do it by the 17th, it's shown as a withdrawal. Which, again, when did we allow all these academic issues to be a part of our college football coverage? I know. People it's so frustrating, on. isn't it? The academic side ruining our college sports. And then uh, the 580 writes, is this going to be a never-ending cycle? Whoever loses their coach to Alabama, that school's players get a 30-day window and on and on and on. Yeah. Dims the rules. Dims the rules. The 615 writes, I wouldn't be shocked if Saban tells his agent he's open-minded for NFL jobs. I think NIL drove him out three to four years before he would have liked. Well, Nick Saban's, he's been a guy that's been known to change his mind in the past, right? Tell you one thing and you look up and he's doing the other. But Nick Saban back in the NFL, Josh? I don't see it. I don't either. I think I uh, either. the first stint wasn't great. He realized it was a mistake and then went and had a, a legendary run at Alabama. You're ending you're ending on a good note here. I, I just I I would be surprised. Yeah, me too. Um for the four oh five. Did we take our forty five break yet? No, we still need okay. to but, but read one here. Really? Uh, for the four oh five. If you notice a trend with older coaches they're the ones voicing their opinions about how broken college football has become. I suspect Saban is tired of how things are now in college football. 
and might as well just end on a good note. See, here's the thing, though. Everybody says that, and he coached five years of this. Right. So, I mean, yeah, maybe there's some to that. I think it was just the wear and tear of the season, like he said in the interview. You know, I still, to this day, Bob Stoops retired in the summer of 17, right? I still, to this day, will have people that I work with on Sirius XM, on Fox Sports Radio, that to this day, to this day, Josh, they think that there was something more to Bob Stoops leaving. Right. Right. It can't be that he's just, he's just done. Yeah. I, I wonder if this will be the same thing with Nick Saban for a while, right? Right? That's... And Kevin Henry just hit me up on the super secret Textoso line. And I think it's it's something I've thought about a lot. And there's a wrestling, there's a wrestling tie to this. Kevin writes, how many super competitive sports people actually end on a good note? Not usually many. In wrestling, does a good guy at the end of his career ever get to go out on top? No, he gets beat. Usually gets the snot kicked out of him in his final match because they've got to build up the next guy. And Shawn Michaels, I mean, I know, Josh, you think about Shawn Michaels super kicking Ric Flair and telling him he's sorry, right? No doubt. I, I think about that all the time. <laughs> I don't even think The Undertaker got to win his final match, for goodness sakes. And that's The Undertaker. That's The Undertaker, dude. He, he came back from the dead. But it's a crazy – I was thinking about it. I was like, oh, you – you always want to go out on top. No, it's like it's like gambling in a lot of ways, right? Well, you could be yeah. chasing that for years. Sure. You know, it's uh, – and here's the thing is Saban and company, they were oh so close this yep. year to yep. winning a national championship, even though it took a bite, uh, admittedly, out of Saban uh, as he detailed. And yet you could talk yourself into, oh, we're right there, we're right there, right there. It's tough to win national championships, even though he made a habit of it and made it look routine. It's not. And you could chase for the next eight years and not get another. When we come back, the greatest call, maybe, that has ever been made to a sports radio show right here on The Rep. Stick around. All right, our Primrose Funeral Services final thoughts. Actually, if Dabo gets hired at Alabama, the crew over at Primrose might have to help out legend from Alabama who made this phone call to the Paul Feinbaum show yesterday. But I'm going to tell you, Greg Burns, if it's Dabo Sweeney, I'm pouring gasoline on myself and setting myself on fire on the 50-yard line. You can guarantee it. If it's Dabo Sweeney, I'm pouring my arm off and taking that contract fracture and beating the hell out of myself. No damn Dabo. Do you hear me, Greg Burns? That's from the Alabama nation. Get it right. You'll be judged on this one right here, brother. You'll be judged on this one right here. Man, Paul, I, I don't know, brother. I don't know. Y'all pray for me. Pray for me. Help me, Jesus. <laughs> now, um, legend has been accused of what's it called everyone's mad about the the president where like Penn or harvard or something it is um, um when you when you steal something and you don't give credit for it anyway plagiarism um, he has been accused of plagiarism is the word i was looking for apparently uh emily bama by fitty 
on Twitter had the original, the original, if they hire Lincoln Riley, I'm going to tear my arm out and stab myself in the heart with a compound fracture. <laughs> so, and I guess, I guess legend heard that and felt like he needed to work it into his act. And I think he even botched it. I think he said contract instead of compound. Well, imitation is the sincerest form of flattery. <laughs> and, uh, you know, uh, hey, uh, one legend uh, recognizing another. What a time, man. What a time. Will Alabama have a head coach when we get back on Monday, Josh? I'm going to say the way this is trending, I, I'm not sure they will. I'll, I'll probably on – be on the unlikely side of it, but I'm going to say no. Will OU have a defensive coordinator by the time we return? <laughs> I, I don't think so. No, I don't know. Uh, Steelman and Thuder coming up next. Steely's waiting to entertain you throughout the rest of the afternoon. Stay warm, y'all, and we'll see you back here Monday right on the Home of Sooner Fans.